Hello, and welcome to the Twist My Arm podcast. My name is Josh. I'm your forever host and friend. Today is a very special episode. We are doing a Halloween special. Um, bam! Where we, uh, we talk about spooky things. Um, I got someone with me. He's a scary guy. His name... <laughs> It's Jesse. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm so scared. Sharon, I'm so scared right now. <laughs> I'm afraid that I'm going to get really startled. Get really I'm doing stopped. great. It's a great Halloween. How's your Halloween going? It has been fun. We had trick-or-treaters, oh, which, yeah. is, which is really cool. Uh, uh, what did you guys do? Did you do the going to leave a bowl out, or we're going to shoot candy down a pipe to them, or... We just put on a mask and threw candy in the bag. <laughs> did you get any good costumes or did you get any costumes you hated? Um, I actually didn't really see any of them. So I, oh, I, you just, I couldn't tell you. There was you a cool, just know that they happened. Yeah, there was a cool Pikachu. Well, so. that's good. We, had, we put a bunch of candy in bags and then put it on a uh, in a bowl on a table way out at the end of the porch and then put a gate up on the step that's like don't come up here but the uh the halloween lights behind it indicate like yes there is candy here come up and get some yeah and yeah. we kind of don't care like as long as people take the candy we don't care if it's all the candy or some of the candy or you know whatever we, yeah, we put candy know. out we, we put candy out we call it good we put the baby to bed at seven and uh, that would the rest gonna, of Halloween is for us. So yeah, yeah there you go. We we did watch um, most of the Halloween movies today too. Uh, <laughs> I love the the candy corn mug is awesome. Evan, I see you oh, calling. You. Um, call us here in a little bit when we can get you on. We're going to talk about a couple things first, and then we'll take some some callers. Um, which I know Evan. Yeah, 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 um, which you can call us and tell us your story here soon. Um, I, we did want to talk about some some cool, scary things around Colorado first, because we are a local podcast. We do talk about local things for the most part. Um, and yeah, if you're looking for any of our older episodes, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere podcasts are heard. Like us on all your social medias. Subscribe to us on the YouTubes for our, all of our new videos and such uh we do have our live mandalorian season two episode one breakdown coming up uh hopefully later tonight i don't know i was i was just working on it before we started this so uh that was a really good episode if you haven't watched season two episode one of the mandalorian go check that out and then go watch our video because um it was fun (laughs) i'm gonna be honest it's an excellent video it's (laughs) It's really well done, and I think you're going to enjoy it. It's, so. it's not to toot our own horn, but... Um, toot, toot! <laughs> yeah. So, and we're wearing the same costumes, just a couple little differences. Uh, last mm-hmm. night, I did not have the hood up for the Chewbacca costume, so I got that <laughs> up. And Jesse, what's the difference on your costume tonight? Oh, for me, uh, instead of a printed com badge, this is actually my movie-accurate replica <laughs> com badge because did you, you like know, that's how pr- I purchase that from the interwebs or 
Uh, I got this at Comic-Con. It's from, I believe their name is Quantum Metals, and I think they do a lot of movie prop replica stuff. Okay. Um, so it is actual metal. It's got like a magnetic backing, and it will stick to the shirt, which is pretty nice. cool. So what a, what uh, the only thing that's missing is if I, if I touch it, it doesn't go, you know, cricket Bring. sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's okay. Which would be uh, even better for podcasting if you could like put a Bluetooth mic in there or something. So anytime well, see, you came up, thing. you just tap the chest and well since we have it on video what we'll have to do is every time i go like this you just have to go in there and edit the video to make it sound like that <laughs> put a little noise in there so what i'll do is periodically throughout this show audience you'll see me go like this surreptitiously and the reason i'm doing that is so that when josh goes back through he has to add that beep every time because yep, that's, yep. that's how i am so, sounds yeah. like uh sounds like something you would do for sure you're welcome. Um, I also decorated for Halloween. I've got the spooky pumpkin ghost guy behind me now, so that's there. Yeah. You go. Yeah, that's I just nice turned addition. off all my lights. It's a little darker. Yeah, that's um, spooky. That's all I got. But uh, <laughs> this is the that's first plenty. year that I first year I didn't have to work on Halloween, which was oh, kind of yeah. cool. It didn't is nice. Have to go in and. Um, if you are working on Halloween, shout out to you, because that always sucks. Mm-hmm. And this year, above all other years, I'm sure sucks even more. So thank you guys for being out working right now if you have to. And if you're not out working right now, then you need to call the Twist My Arm podcast at 508-93-TWIST and yes. share your spooky yes. story. Um, so there's your phone number right there. Do it. <coughs> right there. It's all spelled out and everything. So. I guess, you know, we we could open the phone lines now. We'll, we'll just uh, kind of go into what we were talking about before. But before we open the phone lines, the reason we're doing that is because we want you to call us and tell us your spooky ghost story if you have some sort of ghost story. The, these things are up. They are running. They are ready. So, uh, oh, I'm still playing music here. Let me turn that off. Dang. Yes, Just loving the holiday music. <laughs> so, but yeah, they are ready. They're open. So, call us. Tell us your story. Five zero eight nine three twist. Right there at the bottom of the screen. Um, I did it. Like I said, I wanted to go through some of our uh, fun areas around Colorado that are spooky and a little, little bit weird. I would imagine that's like a lot of abandoned gold rush towns or like mining towns in general. Uh, a, lo- mostly that, right? a lot of them are yeah a lot of them are just like the normal graveyards and stuff like that um, oh, okay like the, I'm getting this from uncoveredcolorado.com Ooh, that is, sounds professional yeah or uncover Colorado sorry this is the seven ghostly haunted places to inspect in Colorado this was updated this year it's a fairly recent article so um, the first thing they talk about, which actually is quite legit, is Cheeseman Park. Um, I'm sure you've... Have you been there before? I've I've been there. I don't know anything about the history of it, though. Okay. Nor of the hauntery that takes place there. So this place... And we should have saved this one for last, I guess. But <laughs> this place is... Here we go. Nuts. Um, they, they describe it as... Uh, one of the most delightful recreational areas in Denver, a paramount spot for jogging, picnicking, and enjoying yourselves. However, originally, Cheeseman Park established on the top of a cemetery known as Mount Prospect Graveyard. Um, that's really all they have 
to go to, to say about that, but I more to history on that is there the person that built the park or the people that were hired to make this park were supposed to move graves like they were supposed to relocate bodies and oh, stuff like okay. that and they never did right and so the well they were like yeah you know what it'd be way faster to just build this yeah oh man hang on this page is getting unresponsive here but so i mean instead they just uh they just built this park over these graves so really and truly um last last year we were there just playing pokemon go and you can see spots in the summer of like the if in the grass you can see like outlines of graves and stuff you know because of science i guess i i don't know how that works but it's Uh, like yeah yeah it's probably i mean i'll i'll go ahead and say it is because of science um but it also could just be because of your blatant disrespect of playing pokemon go on top of people's bodies like it's nothing (laughs) did you ever consider that that? like that also could be I mean, you're, you're, you're right. It is, it's not my fault that the park was built that way. You can't, well, but, you know, but, but it's once also, you know, like now you can't go there. Right. Cause now you know how it is. So it's like, uh, and I rarely go I there. I, juju. I rarely go there. It's just a weird place. You get kind of a weird vibe. Um, yeah, I, I would never want to be there after dark. So, yeah. Um, number two not on in the any park after dark, personally, but <laughs> it's just me. Eh, you know, so sometimes it's fun. Um, let me actually <laughs> see if I can fix my thing here because it seems like my internet is running weird. Am I freezing up over there on you at all? Uh, maybe just a little bit, not a ton. Okay. Okay. Just a lot going on on this computer here. So anyway, moving on. Number That's two from from UncoverColorado.com. Everybody knows this place, um, also known as the Overlook Hotel. This is the Stanley Hotel up in Estes Ooh. Park. Um, if you've yeah. never heard of the Stanley Hotel, you've probably never seen The Shining, to which I would ask, <laughs> where have you been? Um it's October. Watch that. <clears throat> it's almost the end of October. Well, and anyway. they were they were kind of in danger of burning down, I believe, because both of the wildfires were kind of closing in on it from opposite sides. Um, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, which is definitely possible that I am, maybe even likely, um, that they were using it as a staging area for for firefighters and places for them to stay. Um, because there's something like 38 states sent firefighters to Colorado to help, so... Um, but that was one of those things that they're like, we got to oh, wow. keep this thing safe no matter what we do. So as far as I'm aware, the Stanley hotel is still fine. Um, but you know, just to add to the drama that's already there, um, really fun thing. If you've ever been to the Stanley hotel, uh, out behind it, kind of like out behind and down the hill and behind some rocks and some trees, there's actually a pet cemetery, uh, down there. That's like kind of handmade and creepy. Um, and Pet Cemetery, of course, being another Stephen King novel. But um, is that yeah, where he got that chance, idea? You should definitely visit. Um, I'm I'm sure it wasn't. My guess is that somebody went out there and did that 
to like kind of add to the mysterious nature of the whole thing and you know additional ties to Stephen King never hurt I'm sure for tourism so um, you know once it's safe and not on fire anymore and the air there isn't poisoned definitely go visit the Stanley Hotel it's a very cool place absolutely sorry I, I I'm switching over my uh, um, website to my to my phone here because it seemed to be killing off my uh, stream so just wanted oh, to make sure everything okay. runs smoothly so now I'm back <laughs> um well, that's good. The the way they describe it, um, they say the list of spookiest places would be incomplete if we didn't mention the Stanley Hotel. This hotel is situated in Estes Park, um, which if, you, if we, you know, it's an Estes Park. If you've never been to Estes Park, go visit that place because that place is a gem in itself. Um, but it is in accordance with the staff. Um, they, they oh, man, they, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> they see spirits walking around the hallways all the time. Um, the concert hall is particularly believed for paranormal and ghost-like activities. Laughter, mysterious footsteps, echoes, chilly drafts, and lights flicker to greet its visitors. Um, I mean, a skeptic would say that that's just bad wiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never stayed there. I've been inside the Stanley a couple times, but I've never actually stayed the night there. I think that would. I be have not been inside. I've been, never been outside. Inside? No, I've I've been outside of it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. My grandmother actually used to live like, if behind so behind the Stanley, there's this tiny little creek, and then on the other side of the creek, there's some condos. And my grandmother used to live in the condos. So when I was a kid, I would run down there and you know climb the rocks and go see the Stanley. That's actually how we found out about the uh, pet cemetery. Was we're just oh. climbing around back there. So. Um, yeah, if you maybe don't go to Estes right now because there's probably a lot of people driving back into it that got evacuated. But yeah. go next summer. <laughs> yes, next Estes summer's Colorado's. probably be the best time yeah. for that. Estes Park is amazing, and you should definitely yeah. check it out. Um, and you should bring money. <laughs> bring money, you said. Yes, it's very expensive to, to spend there. Money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is also very. But we expensive. need that. We need that. So. Yeah. Um. So moving on to number three uh, haunted places on this list. It's another hotel. It's Hotel Colorado. Um, Various 19th century accommodations are located in Colorado. However, not many could live up to the hospital in the course of the Second World War, which hosted 500 wounded military soldiers in its slot. Nor could they claim uh, of the massive basement ovens, which functioned as a cemetery for the dead. Good Lord. Um, in the heart of Glenwood Springs, Hotel Colorado could say that and much more. Uh, this hotel is reputed as a ghostly, is reputed as a ghostly place. In addition, the spirits of the Indian dwellers who hung around before their final exile have also contributed to its spooky reputation. Many people have heard strange noises and have seen paranormal activity with things moving and apparitions appearing. It's not for the weak-hearted. Mm. Um, it seems like pretty much everywhere and there's a lot of hotels on this list by the way um but it seems like hotels everywhere are haunted well i mean it makes it makes sense if you if you ascribe to the belief that part of the way that ghosts are made is through you know traumatic sudden death then they have uh unfinished business or something left that they're supposed to be doing um it would make sense then that hotels would house a lot of those people because 
you know, how many people die in a strange land accidentally or, you know, when they're on their way home or on their way away from home or something like that. A lot of different lives intersect at a hotel. You know, if there's a thousand rooms, that's a thousand different lives intersecting in one place. So it makes sense that that it would house a lot of spiritual energy. Um, but you're right. It does seem to be like, you know, every every location that we're finding is like the old something hotel in old somewhere town. <laughs> yeah. That like, it was some crazy hospital that had, I mean, this one, this one right. seems nuts. W- World War two. And they, they had like a, what did it say? A, a great, a graveyard in the bottom. Oh, oh a cemetery. A crematorium. Oh, a cemetery. No, thank I, you. I didn't hear what you were reading, but yeah, it sounds awful. Um, it, it was a very hard read. I'm sorry about that. That was a, that was no, a no, tough no. read. You're good. It's one of those, like, I think Colorado, like I was saying earlier, it has a lot of that kind of history that's either greed-motivated or uh, violence-based. Yep. Or, you know, a mixture of those two things. And it kind of all stems from, uh, like, mining gold, stuff like that, I feel like, too. Yeah. Um, a lot of haunted caves and whatnot around here but number four on the list hotel jerome another hotel um hotel jerome is second to none when we talk about the spookiest and ghostliest ghostliest place in color is that a word uh it's not i yeah it is definitely (laughs) okay okay and ghostliest ghostliest place in colorado it's hard to say it offers a calm and luxury stay in the township of aspen it's famous for its exceptional blend of historic heritage and contemporary luxury in 1880 the biggest silver nugget was extracted from the uh smuggler mine jeez man these guys are god it's really hard to read maybe i'm just having a hard time (laughs) But anyway, I um, never learned to read. I know, um, the, the hotel kept on I'm, thriving I'm with sure people until the mines became closed. <laughs> After that, the hotel space was refurbished to become a hotspot of the social life of this town. The hotel is rumored to have a boy's ghost who drowned and died in its swimming pool. It's said that the boy will appear randomly and stare at visitors. See, why can't they just have that at the end? Why do they have to have all this other garbage and beforehand? And whatever. So I, yeah, it, <laughs> So I'd like to point out that I'm really glad that the Eagles did not choose to write a song about this place because Hotel Jerome does not have <laughs> the same ring to it. Was Hotel California based on a haunted hotel? Like it wouldn't fit. No. No. I, mean, I was going to say it was like some sort of. Like I'm, I have no idea what it's based on, but I'm pretty willing to say it's not based on a haunted hotel. Sure. Um, Sorry, that was a bad joke, but. It, yeah, it's it's one of those things like a giant nugget of silver, you know, and then ancient Coloradans, which is what like 120 years ago, <laughs> are like probably I would kill. Like I mean, you know, ancient white Coloradans are like I would kill for that silver. I'm gonna go kill for that silver. Yeah, and you know, that a one silvery though. ghost is born. But what's with the little kid? Oh, the little kid drowned. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of deaths back in the day, right? That were like. Oh yeah, he slipped in a river and drowned or like right. there was a fire nearby and he died. It's like it just feels like there was a lot more preventable death back in the day, I guess. I always but, think those are the scariest too. I think the little kid yeah. haunts are Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, when you're and I my story that I'll, that I'll tell a little later is totally about uh, a child 
haunt. Um, and I'm see, I saw the ring when it came out. Oh, and I have I haven't watched it again since then. Really, that so, bad? I'm a huge giant wuss. I'm <laughs> also I'm also mostly a skeptic, but I was just yeah. The movie hit me at the right time in the right way. It was yeah. I can't dig it. That I mean, man. Oh God! And could you? I was. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too too much of an empath. But I always like feel the terror in people. Like I was watching, right? You know, Halloween earlier, and watching uh, someone getting you know brutally stabbed by Michael Myers. I'm like, oh my God, that must just be terrifying. <laughs> How yeah. awful! And and so watching well, the ring, kind of the same thing. Must and just detour be, here. Whoa. Um. I think that movie. Are you talking about the 2018 Halloween? Oh God, no! I, which one was I just watching? Um, before I before we started the show, it was uh, H2O with uh, oh, okay. with yeah. Josh. Uh, what's his name? Heartthrob. Heartnet. So here's, the, <laughs> but I think Halloween 2018 is actually really good because it's these two people trying to like force a story onto Michael Myers and Michael Myers going. No, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, and I'm just gonna go kill people because I don't need a story. My backstory doesn't matter. I'm a force of nature. I'm just evil, and that's what makes me scary. And even even then, just just the excuse me, the terror always watching those movies. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I'd be absolutely screaming as well. I don't. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. I can't. And I think for me, it's it's like my immersion is always really high when I'm watching a movie. Like doesn't matter if it's a horror movie or a sci-fi movie or whatever it is i'm trying to get really into it yeah. so it's not necessarily that i'm empathic with the characters it's just that i'm like really invested in the story itself yeah um so yeah i i, I think that's why i can't watch horror movies for the most part i can watch some i can i can watch anything that my wife is sitting next to me for and i can I just I can't really watch gore. Like, uh, did you ever see Event Horizon? Did you see Event Horizon? Uh, yeah, yeah, With yeah. Sam Lo- Neill and, and Lawrence yeah, Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's so, really good, though. I mean, it's and it's, it's not it like it is, a, but it's really super intense. <laughs> it like, is very intense. Yes. The visuals in that movie were just I like. Oh, okay, that's I feel desensitized now for like yeah. an hour or two after watching that movie. But I liked it was a really good movie. It's a very well done plot. Um anyways, Josh, what's your next spooky Colorado <laughs> place to, to, that we could talk about? I I was yep. Uh so number five, Highlands Ranch Mansion. In eighteen ninety one, this castle like sprawling stone house was built by J.W. Springer, a well heeled Easterner Easterner who set up the cattle ranch and cross country horse. In 1926, uh, Kistler bought the Highlands Ranch mansion, and his daughter Julia's ghost is alleged to haunt this house from then on. Most people claim they have heard her sobs and have seen her silhouetted figure even when the place was vacant. Interesting. So it doesn't say that she died in there or anything like that. It just says that she still haunts the place. (laughs) She died hundreds of miles away in Oklahoma. When she was in her sleep at the age of ninety three, and she oh my god! Speaking of, but isn't of, that a thing? Can't can't spirits like latch onto people and follow them around? And uh, spirits can probably do whatever they want and go wherever they please, right? 
because otherwise it would be difficult to tell stories about them. There's got to be rules, though. It's got to be like Beetlejuice. There's got to be rules. I don't... Uh, there's probably different rules depending on uh, who you ask. It would be my guess, right? Like, um, because there's no... I mean, that's sort of the point, right? Is that there's no, like, agreed upon empirical way to test any of it. Wouldn't that be the biggest joke for all of us? Like the biggest troll to die and, and be like, here's your rule book for death. Uh, <laughs> you know, follow these guidelines or, you know, you, you go back to that shitty life or something like. <laughs> but the, And that's the thing is like, what is the, uh, let's not get into this, but <laughs> because we're talking about death, um, did you hear that Sir Sean Connery passed away today? I did. Um he was a very great man. And he was 90. 90, and he died peacefully in his sleep in the Bahamas. I don't feel bad yeah. for him. Kylie was like, oh, how sad. I was like, no. what? 90 years old no. in the Bahamas in some comfy-ass gold-sheeted bed? Yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and by all reports was like probably not a great person to be around. <laughs> if you're, yeah. um, Unless you're a, a white dude who's like also rich, right? Like, yeah. but yeah. he, yeah. So, but still, I mean, he Titan of the industry. He was an iconic film legend. Like you can't take that away from the guy. Yeah. Um, that, that I wish I could like, get haunted by him. I'd, I'd be down with that. <laughs> you know, you ever watch big mouth and they got the ghost in the, in the cellar or in the, um, I'll the be attic? totally honest with you. No, I have never watched big mouth. So I just, I just want my ghost in the attic to be Sean Connery. Every time I go up there to get yeah. advice. It would be him. Shawnee, what can I do for you today? Like, I just, I'd be down. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get out there. (laughs) Yeah. He's probably like, uh, he's probably exactly like the guy from Venture Brothers, though. Just that misogynistic and that much of an asshole. Colonel, Major Colonel or whatever the guy's name was. Yeah, yeah, I can't even remember, but he he was. Colonel, his name was Colonel Gentleman. (laughs) yeah that's right yeah that's right he adopts the venture anyway i I just imagine sean connery probably is like that asshole that is just a complete (laughs) jerk to everybody so and that doesn't have anything to do with the show so i'm sorry i digress i I just wanted to make number six on the list nothing but nothing but respect when you do a sean connery impression i think everybody knows that absolutely um number six on the list the molly brown house is she unsinkable? I think she's. I don't think she can be sunk. How many people you think get that joke right now? Probably not. Probably not me. But I, anybody who knows who Molly Brown is gets it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So surprisingly, and it just went. Yes, this is a great podcast. That guy is a good <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> he he knows. He's he knows references. Yeah. So surprisingly, Molly Brown was one of the Titanic survivors. Ooh, that's kind of mean. Uh, she was renowned for her charitable, philanthropic, and humanitarian socialite status. People visit her house frequently and have reported the spirit's activity there. Her house is one of the most popular haunted spots in Colorado to visit when looking for paranormal activity. I did not know that. Yeah, she kind of, she like, she survived the heck out of the Titanic thing and was like, not only am I going to land in New York, I'm just going to continue to go wherever the hell I please. I'm going to just walk across this entire country. She probably took a stagecoach or something, but 
I'm pretty sure but when still. she built her place, it was like not a lot of people just living in Colorado. You know, it was like right. It was the frontier. Um, but yeah, she that that house. I've I've never personally been there. Um, I think we had a team at work a year or two ago go on a retreat there. Um, I I know that it's a very popular spot in town, and it's one of those things that even if like uh, even if it's not if you're not into paranormal investigation or ghosts or whatever it's just cool that molly brown lived in denver like right she was part of the you know the populace there and and the way that her life it was before that was like you know we're like man that's a whole insane thing and she's like yeah but i kept having a life after that yeah titanic wasn't even her whole day yeah she was like i I got stuff to do once i get there god can we hurry up Jeez. I got to close, man. I got papers to sign. I have things to do. Yeah, she was yeah, a, a pretty... It's awful about your boat and everything, but <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Man, you should have more lifeboats here. Did you, did you hear about the new Titanic they're making? I've been hearing about that for like 20 years, I feel uh, like. But, I mean, they're like supposedly it's like almost done and it's going to take the same voyage that the original I don't one think did. You, I, don't think the, I don't think you go on that unless you have poor taste. Right, like it's it's just a contest to see who has poor taste. Like, all right, Titanic two is ready to set sail. Who wants a ticket? Then anybody that buys a ticket, you're just like, you have iffy taste. Yeah, yeah. And then no somehow ship. it's not it's not a real ship. We just wanted to see who was kind of sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe it is a real ship, and it's some sort of population control. I'm like, sure they're. I'm sure that they're not gonna. It's not. There's no chance. These jerks, all these jerks think it's cool to go on the Titanic. Let's just sink this thing and then get rid of it. There's no chance. There's no chance. Normally, normally I would say even the dumbest conspiracy theorist wouldn't think that, but I don't feel like that's true anymore. So I'm. (laughs) You know, I could probably take that and run with it on Reddit. Yeah. If you've. Yeah. Depending on if. Yeah. There's, you know, you could probably make up a conspiracy about everything, though. Any, anything <laughs> I, and everything, and just run. But they with do. It. it was like, uh, I heard Rob Schneider has immigrants come to his house and choke him in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, see, guy, I think people I think would believe that. Guy. Yeah, you could. Th- that's what he does. He goes, I could believe that. <laughs> <laughs> see, and people would, especially now. Oh, geez, it's awful. Do you think Molly Brown would have gotten along with Kathy Bates? Mm. Maybe. That's you mean Kathy Bates isn't Molly Brown? I could have sworn that like that was Molly Brown. That's what I'm <laughs> they actually just went back in time, got footage of Molly Brown and put it in the movie Titanic. But Kathy Bates is a vampire, so <laughs> like Nicholas Cage is a vampire. I think he's possessed, but or he steals like the the life force of younger people. But I don't know that he's a vampire per se in the traditional way. I right? see what you're saying. He's, like he's more of a sorcerer, I think. <laughs> like a Doctor Sleep kind of thing. I don't know. I've never seen that. You but haven't seen sp- that? Spoiler alert. Well, spoiler alert: they suck the life out of children. <laughs> and that's how they live. For I'm glad because now I don't have to watch it forever and ever. <laughs> Man, 
Well, that would be crazy too. I just, I just. Moving on, number seven, on the list of scariest places in Colorado. Museum of Colorado Prisons. The Museum of Colorado Prisons was initially known as the Colorado Territorial uh, Penitentiary when it was opened in 1871. The three-story... That's 150 years old now. The three-story establishment was known not to have any walls, and inmates were instructed to return to the facility at a certain hour or risk getting locked out. We assume Josh means windows... Says the facility had no walls. Walls. Okay. The three-story establishment was known not to have any walls, and inmates were instructed to return to the facility at a certain hour or risk getting locked out. Of what? There are no walls. The specialty museum was officially unveiled in 1982 as part of the Colorado (laughs) Women's Prison which replaced the territorial penitentiary. So aside from its historical value, people who have visited the Museum of Colorado Prisons can also feel a lingering presence in some parts of the establishment. The old laundry room appears to smell of tobacco that isn't anywhere near the vicinity, and cold spots plague the area. In the vacant cell 19, visitors can sometimes hear coughing, and pictures feature ghost orbs that appear to be in the empty cell. Okay, so... I am still trying to figure out how, what that means, no walls. The ghost hunters get there and they're like, if these lack of walls could talk. <laughs> but well, like, I'm trying to look at the pictures no now. Walls. Sorry, so I'm looking at my phone here with the, with the no, picture. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's one of those... It, it sounds like it was... Uh, maybe just open to the desert or something when it was built like okay here's a a building but outside of the building is just desert uh maybe like had a had a roof over the cells but there were no walls covering the cells there was a fence maybe around the building and they had to sleep in the cold what's this website that's just i don't i think this is this website's fault i don't like this website UncoverColorado.com. Do not visit. Probably won't take another article from them either. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I tried to stay local, but it just didn't work for me. Um, One thing I found on my own, though, which is pretty cool, um, there is a vampire grave in Lafayette. Did you know this? Really? Yeah. I did not. Yeah, so uh, this particular gentleman comes from Transylvania mm-hmm. and obviously like that's where vampires come from yeah that's that's the whole reason why they think he's a vampire um that's the whole reason no th- there's more there's more hang on here's let me let me get to more of the story oh. so his okay. name was Theodore Fodor Glava a pale lanky Transylvanian immigrant who came to America Seeking a Better Life. Uh, this comes from atlasobscura.com, by the way. Okay. All indications are that he led a modest, if not Im- impoverished life as a coal miner before dying in the midst of the 1918 flu epidemic. He, poss- he possibly along with uh, another person, was buried in the Municipal Cemetery in Lafayette, Colorado, 
north of the edge of town. It wasn't until after his death that Glava gained notoriety. Buried in what would have been the poorest section of the old graveyard, Glava's, Glava's grave was hastily carved and inscribed with his birthplace, year of death, and a few other words, um, among them the Romanian word for rose, which is trendofir, trendofir. Um, so the whole reason, basically, going on in that story, they claim that he died from the flu epidemic in 1918. Right. But there is a tree, like, so the grave, let me let me see if I can do this on the camera. So if you have a grave that's like a square like this, right? A square. Right. And the headstone is right up here. So you got the headstone right there, grave below it. So in the very middle of like in front of the headstone where the body would be there's a tree growing out of it so a lot of people think that that tree grew from the stake that he was killed with because they had to kill him with a stake and they buried him there claiming that it was um, influenza I don't think vampires get the flu but that's what I'm saying is they, they covered it up they like he was a vampire, they killed him, they buried him there, oh, and then they covered it up by saying he, he died never from the flu. Had the flu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, that's totally what the government would do back then, right? Like, you guys need to take this guy out because he's obviously a vampire. Here's the thing, though: if he was a vampire back then, they wouldn't have covered it up. They would have just put it on the headstone, like, "Here's this vampire." Do not come here if you're a vampire, because we'll kill you and put you in the ground and put this other vampire. Like, that's what they would have done. You're right. They're a little more outspoken back then, I guess, about that. Maybe not, though. No, they wouldn't be like, don't tell anybody that we killed a vampire. They'd be like, call the local newspaper, which is probably like a guy with a stamp at that point, I think, and go tell everybody that we killed this vampire so that they know and then they would sell it right they'd be like come here for only five gold coins but you we'll know kill you a vampire you know that they killed him and it, it looked like a murder and they didn't want anybody to know that they murdered right. him and they didn't want right. to get That's in what trouble happened. right what happened was they killed a guy they didn't like because he was pale and foreign <laughs> and then they went He's clearly a vampire. He's from <laughs> vampire country, Transylvania. That means vampire in European language. He so. he had sharp teeth or something. Yeah, we we had to we had to kill him with the stake. Yeah, his name had like some V's and F's in it. That's good <laughs> enough for us. Like, call um, it. Yeah. So a tree, unlike any other around it, grows straight through the grave plot. Some say the tree grew from from a wooden stake. And then red rose bushes nearby grew from his fingernails, apparently. Rumors even persist to this day that residents from the local area see a mysterious figure walking around late at night. Um, that's just a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a crackhead in Lafayette. That, I mean... Don't worry about that one. He's good. That's there. He's pale. He's shaky. He's mysterious. Like, yeah. that's just a crackhead. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like what I feel like I want those things to exist. Like I want right, right, and that's what I, that's and what I was going to ask. What, what percentage of uh, of any of those stories you just mentioned? What percentage of them makes you go? Oh, I want to learn more about that. I want to go check that out. Because for me, it's like maybe one or two of those stories make me want to find well, more out. 
definitely the Transylvania story. You know, I, I want to go visit Transylvania anyway because I think that'd be a right. cool place to go see. Um, yeah. But, I mean, S- Stanley Hotel, there's so much history there. I think that one's the most intriguing. Um, yeah. You know, to... I'm I'm sure there are tons of ghost hunter episodes where they go to Stanley Hotel and stuff. There but are. to do it myself, to go stay there or something, like, you know, if I can rent out the Stanley for a weekend by, by myself, like you and I by ourselves rent out the Stanley and stay there for a weekend by ourselves. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be kind of fun. That's, um, that's you'd sleep I, on, you know, you know, you'd stay on the East side. I'd stay on the West side. We'd get different experiences. Don't we wouldn't worry, share man. a room. <laughs> wouldn't even be the same floor, bro. Um, but I w- <laughs> that is the thing that all the paranormal investigators and um adherents say right as you won't believe until you have your own experience once you experience it then you then you believe in it so right i wouldn't be i wouldn't be opposed to staying at the stanley it's very expensive like prohibitively so but um if we were rich to it yeah or if you know like if the stanley wanted to sponsor a local podcast to come and stay at their hotel and maybe podcast live from the hotel. This is all something that we'll cut into a package that we send to the Stanley hotel later. Yep. Yeah. So when you, great. when you call in, let's do Let's have the listeners do a favor. When you call in, tell your ghost story. And then at the end, go hashtag TMA at Stanley hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully we'll by them. next year we can have a yeah. weekend where we do a whole weekend live stream at the Stanley. Right, and we'll send them a li- uh, an audio file of a bunch of people just saying, hashtag TMA at the Stanley. TMA at Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do it. Hashtag it's totally going to work. It's going to work. I, I, think, I think that would work just fine. Never I hurts mean, to ask. We could, we could start drafting a letter right now. Would, uh, what, what things would you want to check out out, out of those stores? You said only a couple, right? I would go, so Stanley is one of them, definitely. Um, I would go to the Molly Brown house. That's, that would be cool, I think, even if even if I went there and missed out on a ghost experience, at least I would get to learn something about, I think, you know, an American icon or you know, I guess an English icon who became an American icon. I don't know anything about Molly Brown, which makes me feel bad, especially because their house is like 50 miles south of it. <laughs> Um, that I think that I just think that's cool, and uh, I feel like you could do that as a date. Like, um, sure, you could take your significant other to the Molly Brown Museum. You could take them out for dinner. Um, it could be a whole evening. You know, you could, and then depending on how much you drink at dinner, you could actually drive to Estes and stay at the Stanley Hotel and have like a whole Colorado Ghost Tour evening date thing. Thing. Yeah. Are you are you even one to like believe in that kind of stuff? Do you even really have you ever I've had, had any experiences like that or anything? I don't, I don't I don't know that I've had any experiences that I would call supernatural, but I've had weird feelings um in spooky places, you know. Okay. Um like terrifying, dreadful feelings in very spooky places. Um so I'm generally mostly a skeptic in that 
I've been through plenty of experiences where I thought I understood something clearly and then learned shortly thereafter that I didn't sure. to be open to a, you know, still be willing to be wrong about this, but a also be willing to admit that maybe I misremembered something or misinterpreted something that I was experiencing because I was so scared. So, um, I think most things can be chalked up to that. Um, and I think that just because something is unexplainable doesn't necessarily mean that it therefore has a paranormal explanation. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, it's not one or the other necessarily. Um, so I wouldn't say personally in my head and heart that I totally rule that kind of stuff out. Um, but I think extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. Sure. That's kind of the standard that I use, I think. So. What do you think of those, um, like, ghost adventure shows? Do you ever watch those kind of shows and, like, think, so, oh, that's total bullshit, or, like, oh, man, that maybe that is kind of legit or something? You ever, I have you ever... thought both of those things in the same episode of that show. <laughs> um, okay. He, so, that show in particular, the host you either really like or you really don't. Um, I really don't like him. No, uh, but I don't, he, I, don't really like I think when he started, he actually really was trying to get people to believe in ghosts, and he was doing a good job of being honest about what he was doing, right? Like, I turned off the breaker, so none of the background noise is from cables running through this building, and we locked all the doors so nobody can come in, and there's no, we have a uh, security guard, so there's nobody within 20 feet, so there's nobody throwing rocks at windows and stuff, you know? Right. And here's this camera that's been sitting here for eight hours, and look, you see it move right here. Isn't that scary? And so when I first started watching it with my wife, I was like, okay, this guy is, like, really on a like a mission that he really believes in, and you know, he's kind of making me want to believe in some of the stuff that he's doing. And then as the show kept going, it got more and more to be pretty clear that somebody that produces the show was like, we need there to be like more cool stuff happening. Like, uh, sure. I know that you're looking to prove that ghosts are real and everything, but this is the travel channel and we need to sell tickets to the locations that you're going to. Cause how do you think we're paying for your plane? Right. So, you need to come up with better stuff because the people are saying that once you show up, nobody books, books a room the next week, you know, so we need to kind of better ghost stuff. It feels like that's what happened because at a certain point, it's just like this guy becomes like this caricaturized version of like a ghost salesman, right? Like now we're headed to this town to see their ghosts and I'll interact with them personally and I'll ask them a question for you. I feel it's like just it's, he's like a salesman became, mixed with, with PC principal from South Park. Right, like, he became blah, blah. a he became uh, a shill. It feels like instead of a true believer. Sure, um, that's how I feel about it. I'm sure there are other shows. Actually, my mother-in-law watches a couple of those shows, and I think there's one or two that she likes better now because they are more grounded in you know a relatable experience. Right. Um, what about you? Do you watch ghost hunting shows? I do watch those shows, but I I have a very personal story when it comes to like paranormal and stuff. So I've always been very open um, to that kind of stuff, to that realm of mm -hmm. things. And so watching those shows, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of times you can tell as, as someone that edits audio and has like, I can hear different things. Like there's, there's so much in there that you're like, that's bullshit. 
like, come on, man, get get better. And well, and you can but, hear the parts where they're like, "Did you hear that? They clearly said this," and it's like, "No, that was right. just random noise." Right, but then there noise. are other things where, like, they literally piss their pants, and that kind of, mm-hmm. it's it's the emotional stuff with not the host, but the crew that he has with him um, when they experience right. different things that are crazy. I, I tend to believe it a little more, I guess. Right. Um. I don't know why that is. I feel like they get paid less than the other guy and they're just there to, I don't know, do it. I don't, I don't know, man. For some reason, I just, I just don't like that guy. And so I don't believe anything he fucking says is probably what it is. (laughs) Sorry. I swore. (laughs) No, that's possible. I I could understand that. Um, but no, I, again, I've always, I've always believed in that sort of stuff. I've always believed in ghosts and, the spiritual world. Not, I don't necessarily believe in vampires and Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster and that stuff, but I do believe in paranormal and interdimensional things and like right. extraterrestrial that's, things. Like, and that's that's where I'm at. Like, I'm not like I said. It's not that I don't believe in any of that stuff, and it's not that I'm saying none of that stuff is real. It's that I need pretty solid in my face like like um the point stands that i would need to have my own experience i think right. for it to be to really sink into me as something where i'm like okay this is now a, a valid option as an explanation for things that happen as opposed to yes it's valid but it's also like number 25 on my list of explanations right right like, that's just me personally but i don't want it to sound that i'm like you know i have no sense of wonder or anything <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that because coming up after this break, we are going to tell our story of a paranormal experience that you and I personally had. Um, I'm I'm honestly surprised that you don't believe in ghosts after that night. It's, I mean. (laughs) Those nights, I guess, because there was was a couple different ones. But that's my point is like, we'll have to tell the story and then then we'll talk about it but i think the story will illustrate my point (laughs) okay with that we are going to take a quick break so when we come back we are going to start telling all of our personal ghost stories and things so please give us a call when you uh when you want to come tell us your story in the meantime give us about two minutes we'll be right back Right, and we are back from our little tiny little break. Um, unfortunately, Kylie fell asleep, so she will not be telling her story this time around. Maybe we can get her on. Uh, we could put on her story in the uh, recorded episode. It'd be like a bonus or something like that. That'd be a lot of fun. But we do have a special guest with Jesse over on the other end over there. We do. He's got... His lovely wife, Joanna. Hello. He's saying hi. I'm going to give the headphones over to Joanna so that she can tell her story. This is my lovely wife. Perfect, yes. Yeah, we'll just we'll just start 
right in there with uh, telling telling our first ghost story of the evening. And uh, hi, h- how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, you. I don't think you've ever actually been on the show, so this is a first, and this is excellent. Yeah. Hey, fun. Yay! Hey. All right. So you have a spooky story. I Why don't you? Tell us your spooky story. I have a lot. Um, Jesse doesn't generally believe in them. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Jesse. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't talk about them a whole bunch anymore. Well, And I used to get teased a lot as a kid. In fifth grade, I decided I wanted to be a paranormal investigator when I grew up. It doesn't make much money. So, didn't go that direction. But... Um, <laughs> That was what I That's, that's okay. Yeah. It started with going to the Winchester Mystery House a lot. Um, got, fell in love with that. Got some pictures there. Got some picture, like pretty vivid face there. But never actually had anything happen in that house. Um, so, um, I don't know. I, there was a lot of stuff that happened at my mom's work with a ghost that decided to call himself Casper. Um... Interesting. You had your own Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah, he um, he ended up talking to my mom through a password. Like, she was trying to set her password on a computer probably from 1998 in 2002. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, so she was trying to do a password, and it came up with, and this is, you know, my mom, she's an interesting character, but I really believed it. She said it came up with guess who, and... She said, who? She thinking it was some weird password protection thing. And it said Casper. And then from then on, in her office at her thrift store where she worked, she would find little trinkets um, from Casper, like little um, toys from McDonald's, little books, um, a Halloween costume mask. That was kind of creepy on her desk. Like these things would just somehow be in her office. Um, it wasn't Whoa. a locked office, but, um, she was the manager and she had six people who worked at the store with her. So, uh, interesting. So do do you think this ghost was like stuck there? Like, do you think it died or the person died in the place? Wait, or? Weirdest thing was, okay. So the, for the, what happened to me was I was at the register with her and my mom's hard of hearing. She was doing some paperwork and I was next to the radio. She always had set to the oldie station. All of a sudden it cut in the middle of a song to like a commercial. And I thought at first it sounded like the guy from Wendy's who had just died. <laughs> the, the old guy like you know, I don't remember his name um, but he had just the, the colonel kind of guy yeah the guy who was like yeah the colonel of Wendy's Dave Thomas yeah. Dave Thomas Dave Thomas thank yeah. you so <laughs> my man I assumed like it was a sick joke because he was like talked about being a ghost and I was like this is some bad juju but then he's like this is Casper the ghost of the uh, the Vincent the ghost Casper of St. Vincent de Paul so I don't know if he was saying he was the saint vincent or if he just happened to be some guy named vincent stuck in that building i don't know but he came on the radio he said that it was like literally a regular ad for my mom's thrift store like we take boats and cars and used clothes and we donate to churches and it was a regular ad but then he added he was the ghost vincent like my mom didn't hear it nobody else heard it 
No, it was on an old school radio that was donated to the store. Like, there's no way. And then it cut back to a song, like, in the middle of another song. Like, somehow, in the middle, just, like, took over the radio. <laughs> yeah. See, that kind, of, that kind of stuff, though, I mean, that happens all the time, I feel like. Did you ever have any other experiences with, uh, Casper, with that ghost at all? Casper lasted for several years, honestly. It was crazy. Like, wow. I had moved to Colorado for a year, um, my freshman year, and lived with my friend Courtney. I would call my mom at the store, and, like, she'd be talking, and in the middle of talking, I would hear noises in through the line and she'd still be talking and I'd hear beeping on the line and there and she wouldn't hear it and every time I tell her there she wouldn't hear it so it's like it's how I knew Uh, it's like it's like he only communicated with you and your mom or something like that yeah the like and that was just elongated like the, the one of the biggest things that happened was he came home one day weird so I have this necklace my mom gave me on my first communion, had this tiny little diamond. I was heartbroken. I lost it. And I had looked for it for weeks and I didn't find it. Like one morning I found it on my desk, all curled up perfectly in a spiral on my desk. Everyone in the house claimed no one found it. Mom, sister, aunt, grandpa, no one found it. Like it was just on my desk perfectly in a spiral. So I'm like, whatever, guys, okay. And then I'm just like, you know, Casper came with me. And then, like, when she was dropping me off at school, like, the radio changed by itself. And I was like, whatever. Like, okay. Like, I'm crazy. So I'm telling people at school about it. I'm getting teased a lot. I'm in seventh grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. Don't tell your friends that ghosts follow you to school. Well, and (sighs) you're absolutely right, because I had the same kind of experience where I told friends about my ghost at my house and nobody believed me until they came to my house and I was like, Hey, check this out. And then, you know, you got to kind of prove, did you ever have that chance to to (sighs) prove to someone? Unfortunately, only, well, unfortunately, fortunately, only one person, my, my best friend, Jessica, um, she already believed me though. So she, we were home alone. It was the afternoon. Um, and I said, I think Casper's here. Like, you want to find out? So we held hands and we're like, Casper, if you're here, give us a sign. We waited for like a minute, nothing. So I'm like, whatever, okay. So we go watch TV, no big deal. Like a minute later, the phone rings. So I'm like, bad timing. I go answer it. Nothing. That was it? Yep. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I call mom and I'm like, um, there's someone at work. Cause it's, I was like, I'm convinced like it sounded like her coworker. And she was like, no, he's loading a truck. Like there's no way it was him. So I was like, oh, yeah, there's no one else it could have been. That was literally we were home alone. It was just me and my friend. And yeah, that was the one time that I was able to be like, hey, do something. And they did something like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's and it kind of sucks that you know it was over the phone because you were the only person again that heard it yeah. so yeah you're like trying to prove you're like no no don't do it here yeah. oh no yeah. well and she already <laughs> believed me so i didn't have anything to believe to her but it was just like yeah at that point it was like i already was the crazy girl so <laughs> just yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. that is that's a pretty epic story yeah. and was that here in colorado no, that was, was that back in yeah, California. Yeah, so my mom worked at a thrift store in Mountain View, California. Okay. So that was where that was. Yeah. And that that kind of makes sense because California is pretty haunted too, especially with you know the gold rush and all that stuff yeah. back in the day. Yeah. 
That that would that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of those buildings are built on someone's grave. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so nice. much for coming yeah. on and telling us your I'm story. Glad it was to good talk to see to somebody, somebody who believes. So yeah, nice. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll we'll have to tell more ghost yeah. stories here soon yeah. for sure. All right, take care. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> All right, that was Joanna, Jesse's wife, soulmate, partner. Um, it was great to hear from her and hear her story about ghosts and all that. Um, I, I believe it for sure. I, I don't care what Jesse says. I, I, that stuff is real. <laughs> yeah. So if you, uh, if you run your own podcast, I'll put your wife on a podcast. She'll just throw you under the bus. <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad no, Kylie's no, sleeping because no. she'd throw me under the bus too, so it's fine. No, no, it's good. Uh, you might have been able to tell that wasn't the first uh, time that she and I have had a conversation about ghosts and right. um, paranormal happenings and stuff like that. That was a cool story, though. I mean, it's it's, it's a very good story. It's one of those stories that, like, I think when she tells it, you can tell that it to her it, it happened. Like, yeah regardless of whether you believe her or whether you think she misinterpreted something that she saw, like when she tells it, you can tell that it happened to her. So I don't, right. it's not that I discount that experience. It's that without having had it myself, it's just, it, it's one of those things, right? There's no frame of reference for me. Which um, kind of yells back at the, uh, you haven't had your own personal thing to believe that sort of stuff I yet. I don't think I have like I, I've had like I said I've had spooky moments in my life and stuff that I was like oh, that was weird but I don't really feel like I've had anything where I was like this is definitely for sure what it was um, well let's let's talk about our little experience then and because because I was always convinced that that you saw the same things that that I did and and the other people in the group <laughs> saw like Let's go back and begin at the beginning here. Um, when when we were about nine, 19, 20, I think. This is about 12, 13 years ago. Uh, I was a big fan of going to graveyards and like going to haunted places. And I still kind of am. Um, I just don't really seek it out as much anymore. But we had found out about this cemetery up in Fort Collins. Uh, I think it's in Laporte. I think it's north of Fort Collins, or like maybe between. I think you're right. I think it is Laporte, but it's. I think it's. And I'm sure plenty of people know it. Bingham Hill Cemetery, I believe, is what it was called. And we had heard stories from our friend who actually went with us um, that it was kind of like a children's graveyard for, I believe the flu like when when the it flu was hit there yeah, i think it was from during the the 1918 pandemic but um which yes was the flu but it was children and their mothers uh they there was like they lived in laporte and to get to the nearest hospital they had to like walk hand in hand with their kids in like a chain to get there um and you know that that uh winter happened to be particularly fierce or something oh also want to say hello to aunt valerie caldera thank you for watching live we really appreciate it valerie yes yes and we have a story from valerie to share later that i have ready to go um uh sorry if we accidentally spoiled any part of that movie for you i didn't see your comment in time 
We did um, not. It was it was about uh, uh, Mandalorian. Halloween. Oh, I thought it was how ha- she was talking about Halloween 2018. Anyways, um, maybe, maybe it was. I thought I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyways, um, they so they were trying to walk their kids to the hospital to get medicine for them because they were sick and there was a crazy blizzard and like a bunch of mothers and their entire um, families died. And that's so this cemetery is where they're supposedly all buried. So there's a lot of plots there that are like one big cross and five little crosses or like one big cross and two or three little crosses. Um, It is a difficult place to be like um, outside of anything paranormal or, you know, anything like that. It's just a place that you can feel the history of standing there. Um, And it's, it's very heavy. Uh, it, the history is is t- palpable in the air. Um, when the uh, significance I've, of that all hits you, it's just it hits you really hard, and it puts you in a in a head in a headspace of uh, I think compassion and worry and pain and empathy. Um, absolutely, because it's just. I mean it. Like I like I said, it's a it's a difficult place to be, regardless of how you feel about paranormal things well um, no matter how much i like to go visit these places i'm still a pansy about it and i right. i remember us going there during the day well let me ref- let me start that over because we went at night one night uh, it was mm-hmm. the first time we went to go visit and we were walking down we didn't know where we were going right we we're walking down the um the path like uh, along the little creek there mm-hmm. and again didn't know where we we're going so we're kind of like lost we didn't want to use our flashlights because it's not a place you can go you know at in the middle of the night um which this is 13 years ago i guess if you want it was an accident um yeah but anyway i said we're lost (laughs) so so i i specifically remember walking up at night and the reason we all wanted to turn around like i heard a scream as we're walking up to the cemetery do you remember that at all yeah it it (laughs) It's one of those things like it could have been a scream. Well, like it could have been a scream. It could have been a wail. It could have been somebody crying really loud. It was one of those sounds that was like, I don't know for sure what that was, but it was awful. No matter what, whatever it was, it was very scary and unsettling. And and it turned us all away from the place for sure. And it was like, oh man, just telling the story is giving me chills right now. But like, I just remember the, the fear that I had not even inside the graveyard yet and right. hearing that and being like, nah, dude, let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so then I we went back, I think a couple days later during the day and actually went and kind of walked around in there. And I remember taking pictures and some of those pictures like being messed up. Do you remember like the faces of us and the friends? Like they were all yeah, like it's, scratched it's, out or whatever. Like, uh, I don't remember scratching out. I remember there being distortion. Warped. Distortion. That's yeah, not scratched it, out, but it was like a warped kind of, but just on the face part of it. Right. Um, and it was, there was a lot of like uh, orbs, right? Like a ton of orbs. What get called orbs. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of of the mind that that stuff is mostly dust. Like, um, because... 
like when I put up my my phone, right? My phone has a ultra high def camera on it that catches things that I can't even see. And like sometimes, like so, if I chat with the other side of my camera, like the twelve megapixel side, I'll mm-hmm. see like little dust motes float past the the screen that I can't even see in real life. Like I'll back up to look for it, and it's not there, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, my broom is dustier than I thought, and my camera is better than I thought it was. And you know how cameras worked, man. Like the the flash goes off for a split second. Like anything that's in the air is going to refract that light. I'm not saying that orbs are definitely not supernatural. I'm just saying that there are a lot of explanations for orbs that could be super normal and would still produce the same result. But I remember looking through the photos with you, and when you're looking at orbs to be that, you see faces in them. Like... We saw, the thing that was creepy about it was that we saw a lot of faces, but none of the faces we saw looked like they were older than, like, 25. So it really fit with the narrative of the place. So it was kind of like, I remember sitting there and going through photos with you guys and being like, all right, this is is really creepy. Like, this is affecting me. Well, Um, then the the one night we did make it in there, because we did get in there... Um, we knew where we were going and stuff. I think a couple weeks later, we're like, "Yeah, let's go back and see what's up." We I go in there, and we went. I think we went on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So we go back and um, take pictures again, and that that was this was the the craziest picture I think because it was like clear as day when we got back to the house to review these pictures. I mean, obviously the the fe- the feeling there was intense it was mm-hmm. creepy as hell um just walking around in there at night like i felt like someone was watching me the whole time um that kind of looking over my shoulder like are the cops here or is that just me or maybe there's some sort of spirit following me or whatever but aside from that um getting back and looking at, the, at those pictures we took that night there was that one little orb that you could like when you looked closer on it, the orb made the shape of like a little kid. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And like and expanded it near, out to, you could see his face, near, you could uh, see his shoulders, you could see his torso, like you could see his whole body basically. And it was. I think it was near a ch- like a memorial bench, uh, right? Yep. Or yep. A, a memorial chair of some sort. Yeah. And I, I mean, I remember the whole thing. Um, it's it's one of those things that like for me um the more distance that i have with it in time i feel like uh, sort of with almost any emotional reaction that i've ever had in my life to anything the more time that i have to think about it and process it the more i i understand it or i have a better understanding of why i may have experienced it um sure so like for that kind of thing you know it's like I was looking to be scared. It was very dark. I was, you know, we we went out at like 1 a.m. It was specifically, we did it to be scared. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of reasons that, you know, right. There's a lot of reasons that we wanted to see something and we took photos in a place that there would be dust and stuff in the air. And, um, but like I said, the feeling of it was real. I mean, the, you, you, there was no comfort there. There was no level of comfort. There was no, um, I did not have this tone of voice when I was talking there. I wasn't like, look, you guys were here to be scared. It's a graveyard. Of course, we're going to feel terrified. Just relax. We all I, had that shaky voice going I on. I didn't that act night. like that. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have that, 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 um, mindset while I was there. I'm not acting like I did. 
I think uh, that was probably one of the only times I've ever seen you legitimately like not comfortable. It was it was I wouldn't say necessarily like terrified or scared or anything, but like out of your right. element, not comfortable, not knowing was, what to do. That was the key, right? Was having like no bearing on where I was or the frame of reference to like, well, what would I do in any given situation? Because I started, you know, you start thinking about it. You're like, okay, well, what if I run into something that I don't understand? Well, then I'm screwed because I don't understand it, which means I don't know how to deal with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where am I going to run if I need to run? Cause right. And what if the police show up like that would be bad because I, this is probably technically trespassing, uh, which I'm not aware of, but I can only make that case to, you know, for so long. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those, it's yeah. It, it, like I said, I don't want to appear to be close minded enough to say that's definitely not what was happening. Um, but I do feel confident in saying there are enough factors at play that I knew about to make me uh, more likely to feel something extra that was going on there. For sure. Yeah, it was a, I, it was a good night. I, I remember having a lot of fun um, after the fact. I mean, during the whole thing, it was very creepy and stuff. But like looking yeah. back on it and like being able to see that kind of stuff and feel that kind of stuff because you don't really feel that a lot. Um, you know, unless you're you're searching for it, and you don't really search for it unless you're a dumb twenty year old kid that wants to go to a graveyard at one in the morning. You know, so yeah, it, it was it, it was always a fun experience in my mind, um, and I, I really wish we still had those pictures because that would be I do I fun. it's man you know when you're when you're uh, recently out of high school and you're moving around a lot and you're renting a lot of different places. It's hard to keep track of your digital of life, everything. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, there's at least a terabyte of stuff that I used to have that I don't have anymore that I wish that I did. And I just, it's gone. It's somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Just any yep, idea where it is. Disappears. Um, but let's, let's, uh, let's go on to, you said Valerie had a story. Yeah. Uh, she does really quickly. I'd like to share, with the audience well the viewing audience i guess probably not the the audio audience but uh i made my wife and i made halloween cupcakes last night and one of the cupcakes that i made it actually came out really good and it's a pumpkin cupcake and i have it right here and it's like this is this is actually a pretty good i think it's a pretty good little pumpkin cupcake it's black cake that tastes vanilla and it's orange buttercream frosting. But he's kind of creepy, right? That's really cool, actually. I, I like, like it. <coughs> I like it. He's not that bad. Thanks. I'm going to eat this pumpkin cupcake at some point. Probably not right now because then I wouldn't be able to talk. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we did get a <laughs> – sorry for the interlude. I'm, a, I'm actually really oh, proud of that. looks delicious. I kind of want a cupcake now. <laughs> we have cupcakes. You can drive down. We've got a plate That's, or a couple plates. I do have an extra hour tonight. It is daylight savings, so – that's true. If you show up in my neighborhood at Listen, two in the morning, though, I, I'm, a, I'm on my way. I won't call the cops. <laughs> I won't call the cops, but somebody in my neighborhood will call the cops. I promise you that. And I'll, I will show up in the Wookiee <laughs> costume too, just to. That's a, <laughs> that's a tall <laughs> boy, don't you think, Janet? <laughs> I thought you know trick what? or treating was over. <laughs> Heck, let's just call the cops. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That'd be just uh, my luck in Loveland for sure. Holy cow. Oh, and then and if you got put in the cops in Loveland would be like well, 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 Josh <laughs> Matson. What's it been, Josh? Ten years? Yes. <laughs> Eleven years? How many we tickets all, are you gonna get this week? We, we set all a had record. Bets. Yeah. You know you just won me fifty bucks. Uh <laughs> sorry, to your point, personal digression there. Wow. This is Josh's life. That's that a would, Josh's life. That would um, be funny. What's up, Trev? So we had a, we did put the question out on Facebook um, for everybody to answer, you know, do you have a ghost story that you would like to share with the world through the Twist My Arm podcast, which again, you could do at twistmyarmpodcast.com. You could go to facebook.com and look up Twist My Arm podcast. You can subscribe to Twist My Arm podcast basically anywhere that you get a podcast. And that actually includes Spotify as well as Apple. If you get us on Apple, please rate and review. It really helps other people find the podcast and we appreciate it. Um, I'm also I personally working on Amazon music and podcast. Just FYI. I didn't even know that was a thing. So if you're on there and you're listening to us, thank you. And cause I don't even know how to do that. I use um, Google podcasts cause that seems to be pretty easy. Um, but yes, uh, get a hold of us if there's ever anything you want to share. That's actually the easiest way to get a hold of us for any of our topics, not just our Halloween show. But anyways, um, my wife's aunt, my aunt, uh, Valerie, reached out to share a ghost story with us. Um, we have dated this story to circa 2003, which is how you say you think it's about then. Right. And Valerie says... I remember when I worked at Knob Hill across the street from Toys R Us in Sunnyvale, California. Weird stuff happened at Knob Hill. I worked the overnight crew. That's always a good recipe for creepy stuff. I've worked overnight, Valerie. I know how that feels. Footstools sliding across the floor with nobody nearby. Things such as paper towels flying off the shelves right after I stocked them. Oh, and not to mention the man I saw when I rode my bike to work. There was a man in Confederate army clothes marching in the back of the store where employees took smoke breaks. I said hi to him the first time I saw him. He didn't look toward me at all. He just kept marching. I never said a word to him again. I just pedaled faster. That's probably a correct, the correct reaction. Other employees had similar experiences. Gives me chills just thinking about it. Thank you very much, Valerie, for sharing your ghost story. Um, I feel like places... With names like that, like Sunnyvale, are like somebody Prone. was like, "Yeah, dude, we gotta we gotta make up a straight lie for the name of this place because it's nothing but ghosts." So let's call yeah. it Happy Town, <laughs> like, <laughs> Pleasantville. Yeah, it's not a good sign. Like if you live in like Happy Texas, like that's it's got it's probably I don't know anything about crime rates in Happy Texas, so I'm not even gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm sure Cheers. they're not good though. <laughs> no, that's a cool story. Um, I, I, oh man, those like full body apparitions that people see are some of the craziest stories. Like, I don't know if you know anyone that's ever seen like a shadow person or had those kind of experiences where, you know, they wake up in one of those mm. weird, like, yeah paralyzed they, they wake yep. up kind of paralyzed and they see the the black figure standing in front of them like just a shadow in front of them like i feel like my grandmother had a story grandmother i hope you're not listening because i don't want to butcher your story um <clears throat> but i i feel like she had a story that she was she woke up in the middle of the night looking into the rafters of her ceiling 
and there was uh, a ghost or an angel in in her rafters, uh, just sort of looking down at her, and it spoke to her. And I don't remember any of the details about the conversation or or anything, but she was telling me the story, and I I remember my face being like, and she was going, no 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 no, it was a positive thing. It was totally happy. He was you know being helpful and letting me know all this good stuff. Um. And I st- still to this day, I'm like, I no, I would be like, you can't just be at my house. <laughs> like, please, please I live away. here. This is where my bed is. Um, I have an email. You can hit me up on Twitter. I j- my podcast has a website. <laughs> like, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of me that don't involve living in my rafters. <laughs> and I right, I would not appreciate that. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe that's that, where some of my skepticism comes from, right? Is actually just that I'm too afraid to let myself experience all that the world has to offer. <laughs> I would be uh, unsurprised to learn that and uh, willing to accept it at the same time, I think. Yeah, I mm, I don't know. Let, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get into my story here. I, I Thank you um, for sending in your ghost story, Valerie. I, uh, I always like hearing those um send them in again send all of them in we'll we'll read them off <laughs> cupcakes so um i've told this story a, f- a few times um i didn't really tell it in depth i i might have s- said pointers to it or just, i don't know on the show but um my mom used to live in this house Right off of Eisenhower, um, right next door to the summit. Do you remember where the summit was? Uh, you're talking Highway 34 in Loveland. Yes, it was yes. Uh, off. It was right that that old seafood restaurant yes. that would look over the river, and it was kind yep. of a cool view. But there was a really creepy house to the west of it. The creepy house to the east of it was a crack house uh, confirmed, mm-hmm. but the creepy house to the <laughs> west of it was my mom's house where um apparently it used to be an old farmhouse as well um it was just an old old property that um had been there has been there for a while it's still there they people have built fences around it and stuff um over the years but when we first moved in um and I'm probably butchering this story at the beginning because the beginning part of the story is more of my mother's experience and what her and my stepdad went through. Whereas like the end of this story is a little more of my experiences and stuff there. But so part of this is hearsay. (laughs) Yeah, kinda. I mean, my mom would, would probably be okay with, with my telling of it. She'd probably think, or at least say most of it was legit. But anyway, um, I have no doubt. What she told me um, when we first moved in was that each night um, they stayed there. And, and uh, mind you, I only saw them every other weekend. It was one of those kind of um, custody situations where I went gotcha. to my mom's every other weekend. And, mm-hmm. you know, so the first two weeks of them living there, I wasn't there. And so I didn't really hear anything myself. But apparently there was... You know, it, it, God, and there's so much to this story. 
um, when they first moved in, there were two in the basement. There was like a, a big room with two doors at the end of the hallway. Um, one of them was completely locked shut. Like you couldn't get into it at all unless you pried it off with a crowbar. Um, and the other one was just a storage room. It kind of looks like, um, and I, I think my mom had thought that the one that was stuck was for, um, I don't know, like the, the unfinished part of the basement. You know what I mean? Cause it was right. fairly, um, old and, and there was still like some dirt patches and stuff down there, even in the finished areas. Right. Um, so I think that that's what they originally thought was, oh, we'll just build on to this room here um, once we break into it. But the first few days there, um, my mom kept hearing like a, a crying, like a little girl crying throughout the house and couldn't nope. figure out what the hell was going on. She would go into my sister's room and check on her and she'd be sound asleep. Um, she'd go outside and there, you know, the cats would be out there, but no crying or anything like that. So, and it went on for like days, um, basically until my mom decided to open up her answering service and open that room for a business storage area. Um, she opens the door to that, that room in the basement. That's like, you know, solid shut. And, once they open it on the inside, there's like scratches and looks like animal claw marks, maybe, maybe <sighs> human claw marks, possibly from someone <sighs> being locked in that room. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on to your butts because this is yeah. a good story. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so once they open up the room, um, the crying stopped but the other thing started happening. Um, this is where, you know, I would start to kind of see things going on. Um, but it, it was, you know, toys would be hiding from me. I wouldn't be able to find them. Um, keys would be hiding from my mom. She, she, they would be missing for a day until, you know, so she couldn't go to the grocery store or whatever, but then the next day would find her keys underneath the dining room table or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Spiteful and, places. Yes, exactly. And, and just kind of like messing with, with people, I guess. And mm-hmm. it, it was fun and games and whatever um, until they found a stack of paper on top of a, a heater. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause it was an old furnace heater like, uh, right. and there was like a big stack of paper on there. Yep. Um, heater Just turned up. Fire. Exactly. Yep. So that was kind of when, uh, I, I think they realized that something was like really wrong with the place. Um, and apparently, and th- this is really hearsay right here. I cannot confirm this. I have no actual idea if this is true, but apparently a family that lived there years and years and years ago um, had, it was a, you know, a, a dad and a mom and, and their twin girls. Mm. And apparently one of the girls had died on the farm somehow. Mm. Um, farm life. I, from what, my mom told me, I think it was an accident with like an old school plowing 
tool tractor something like yeah. that something um, something horrific and violent yeah but so my mom's theory for this is that the the one twin died and the other twin kind of haunted the dad in a way because it was somehow his fault for the other girl dying right and so he kind of locked her in that room in the basement that's what my mom's theory is is that that's why you see those scratch marks on the door is because there was somebody locked in there and it was kind of a shameful i can't look at you you're gonna stay here until the end sort of thing um yeah so i think once once my mom found out i guess that it was a little girl because she she actually like found out that it was a girl that was haunting the place like the spirit of a little girl and she would do things like my mom my mom's really spiritual too so she would kind of do things like if the keys were missing she'd be like okay come on like i need my keys i need i need to go and then boom they just appear on the table gotcha and you know um instead of hiding things and stuff it was more of like playful at this point so during the week when i wasn't there my toys would be scattered all throughout the house on the floor mm-hmm. and everything um even though i was nowhere to be found it was still like someone was playing with those toys um and gosh it's just crazy little things like that for years and years eight to i think it was eight years we lived there um Christmas time, the first Christmas we had there was a weird one. Um, and it started a really cool tradition afterwards. But um, I remember setting up the tree and uh, every day after the star was either turned around on the top of the tree or off the tree completely. Um, like someone had bumped it off or whatever. Um, so my mom decided to put an unnamed present under the tree for years after that and nothing ever happened to the tree like it was like here's your present this year you know you're you're part of us you're part of the family whatever and keeping it uh keeping it appeased kind of yeah um and there was actually a christmas photo man she would be so mad at me to know that i lost this photo but again moving so much in my life i I lost it but it's a photo of uh my mom and my sister um during some holiday but uh I have a, the story of the picture is my mom was like okay i just want the girls in the picture only the girls and the only girls in the house were my mom and my sister and so they're in the, they're in the picture that's Yay, a nice cool. way to say get out of the picture josh <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't there so it's okay. it's fine it's more <laughs> of to to my stepdad get the hell out of here stepdad. Gotcha. so yeah <laughs> um but when they got that film developed, because that's what you did in 1994, is you got film developed. Right. Um, there was the picture of them, and like, it's hard to describe it, but it was like a silhouette, a white, clear as day silhouette that would go through. Like, it was like the side of the picture right next to my little sister, like standing mm. right next to her. I can't do it on the camera, but it, I mean, it was crazy. And it wasn't like an orb or anything like that, it didn't look like a piece of hair that fell in front of the camera or anything because it was like it was like a swirly looked like smoke now listen Mm -hmm. i know my mom and smoke kind of walk hand in hand but like 
it looks like smoke. <laughs> smoke rings. Perfectly blown smoke rings coming from the floor. That'd be a really hard picture to recreate. But I digress. It was a really interesting shot. So my story is like I uh, I remember taking uh, an old friend from – he went to my uh, elementary school. We ended up going to high school with him. His, uh, his last name was uh, Van Hall. I don't know if you remember him. Um, oh, okay. I think, so, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he, we went to middle school together. He ended up, for whatever reason, we went to the same schools, including private school when we were kids. But right. he would uh, come over to my mom's house on the weekends because she had the cool house. My dad had the sucky house because we couldn't do anything <laughs> there. But we could go to my mom's and do some cool stuff. So he would go hang out over there. And I remember trying to convince him that we had a ghost in the house. And he never believed me. And like uh, like Joanna was saying, she tried to prove to her friend that there was a ghost in the house. Yeah. I did the same thing um, because I was comfortable with it. My mom was comfortable with it. I was comfortable with it. Like you I figured was everybody like, was down. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, this is normal. Ghosts are around. This is cool. I was like eight, right. nine years old, you know. So I'm very impressionable. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. We got a ghost here. And like, it's night. Um, you know, probably a little past our bedtime as nine-year-olds. And right. I I light this candle in my bedroom and I'm like, all right, if there's anybody here, if there's anything here, let us know. And seriously, and I shit you not, like I, I promise you that like, clear as day, the candle just went out. No windows open, no doors are open, nothing. Candle just yeah. goes out. That kid... Did not stop crying till his mom picked him up an hour later. <laughs> I am not well, even I'm, kidding. I mean, it's an effective <laughs> thing. That's that's my point, right? About all the stories that we've heard is that it it regardless of how you feel about did they happen, why did they happen, were they ghost related or not, none of that stuff really matters. What matters is that those people felt the things that they felt, like those right. things were real to them and they they experienced them, and that's why they talk about them. Um, right just so that you have to add that effect in there one more time um but yeah so yeah i it's i think that's my favorite part about hearing people's stories uh, about this kind of thing is that you can see their face change you can see their emotions change you can see sometimes you see people actually physically get goosebumps you can see yeah. tears well up in people's eyes like <laughs> yeah. um it's a really great way to get an emotional story out of somebody um which and I think that makes all the stories good, you know. Even if they seem mundane when you t when you type them out, or if you you know were to say the sentence of it in your head, you're like, okay, that's a bad story. But when people tell it, the emotions that they had when they were having that experience really comes through. Yeah, and that's that's what I love so much about that story is because it was so real to me, you know. And and every time I tell that story, I get I get chills and goosebumps and stuff. And like, I don't know, I. I fully believe in that sort of thing because of that. I don't have a lot of experiences now, although sitting right. in my basement all by myself in the dark. with all the lights out, the it's a little weird, on. a little creepy. Quiet. Um, by yourself. So <laughs> that's okay though. I haven't, like I said, I haven't had it's a lot right. of experiences in my adult life um, aside from like some little graveyard things that I've done here and there. But other than that, that happens. That that little kid, when I was a kid, I I will always be convinced that 
there's something else out there, whether it's a ghost, whether it's interdimensional, um, you know, someone in a different dimension that's kind of accidentally crossing over. I mean, that's that's what I think about the Bermuda Triangle, that that is a, a portal to a different dimension in there somewhere, and that's why ships disappear and planes disappear is because they accidentally hit over into this other dimension. Like, it's... and. I'm a, I'm a big um, believer in that sort of thing is basically what I'm saying. And so maybe not necessarily the dead that comes back, but a lot more of, you know, just accidental hauntings. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like if, if I were to accidentally step over into a different dimension and be like, oh my God, shit and then and then how pissed would you be like i would be so mad i would be a raging spirit in a different dimension because i'd be like i just want to go back home well i would be (laughs) the one thing that i think would probably make me be okay with it is that if you're a spirit probably get to hang out with david s pumpkins right do you remember (laughs) david s pumpkins i'm david s pumpkins man did you ever see that sketch on Saturday Night yeah, Live? Yeah, with Tom Hanks. Have you ever heard the story behind that sketch? No. It's huh. like the two the two writers for the story are like, the the interviewer is like, how'd you come up with that? And they're like, it's like we were high. We didn't. It's the worst <laughs> thing we've ever come up with. Like it's the we didn't even write it. It's just crap. And there he was like, then how did you get Tom Hanks to do it? And we're like, I don't know. Like we we <laughs> hounded him like. We were like, here you go, Tom. Here's the next sketch we're doing. And Tom was like, are you sure you don't want to save this for someone else? And uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, now we have to get him to do it. And so, like, <laughs> but you can actually tell, I think, if you go to YouTube and find the David S. Pumpkins Saturday Night Live sketch, you can tell that even Tom Hanks doing it is like, I don't get the joke, guys. Like, what is the joke here? <laughs> yeah. And the the joke is sort of that there is no joke. Like the joke is you, Tom Hanks. Like, it's like that the, is the joke. yeah, they're trolling you. It's so meta that they're actually making fun of Tom Hanks for yeah. being in it. Like yeah, I I really um I I brought that up because I want to know what's your favorite Halloween related TV show or movie or thing? Like what's your jam on Halloween? Like every Halloween I make sure I got to watch this or you know, listen to this or do this. What are you, what's your Halloween thing? You know, mine is probably Halloween as cliche as it is. Like the, I, wa- I like to watch the Halloween movies. Oh, the whole series, like all the way through or mm, not necessarily the whole series, but like today as I was editing and doing video and stuff, I had it in, on the background all day long. Now from... let me ask you something. Do you just absolutely hate <laughs> The Rob Zombie Halloween movies. I don't hate them. I oh, thought they were answer. fine. No, I thought they answer. were Rob Zombie movies that could have been named something else and had a different right. character. Yeah, they would have been excellent regular ass non Halloween movies. Uh, yeah, regular I, I serial killer movies. You know what? I don't think I'd go so far as to say excellent, but they were not. They weren't Halloween. That was kind of my point about talking about Halloween 2018. Is that. Mm. I feel like that sets the tone to be like, no, those Rob Zombie movies are not, they don't count because they're well, bad. <laughs> I guess they just didn't make that much sense or something. No, I, I don't made, know. It was, 
It was trying to biggest change that he made was he gave Michael like a backstory and sympathetic backstory at that where it was like, look, he was bullied. It's not his fault. He became a killer. It's like, no, Michael Myers is scary because you don't understand him. He's just insane and evil. That's what makes him scary. That's kind of the point of him is that anybody could just pick up a knife and start killing people. That's why it's scary. There doesn't need to be a backstory. And that's why I feel Rob Zombie failed miserably with both of his Halloween movies. We really like Halloween 2018. So my wife, Joanna, is a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. Mostly it's the Jamie Lee Curtis and the original movie because the original movie is actually really good. It kind of, you know, invented modern slasher movies. I I got really into six. No, it was five. Sorry. Revenge. Um, Halloween five. Revenge. Yep. I mean, they're all cheesy, obviously, but that one like yeah. had me kind of hooked. Like the stories yeah. are actually fairly cool. They do get a little like the little girls connected to Michael Myers and can like tell them where he is and all they that get, stuff, which is a little weird. Yeah, they get stupid but, with it. But, but before the they found like, that power from her, I thought it was. I thought they did a good job with the suspense and everything like that. Like, yeah. But like I said, they got to like the fifth movie. So like, what are these? I don't know. I guess, uh, he's still alive. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's living through the little girl. So Halloween is your Halloween tradition. Yeah. I would say that Halloween or Friday the 13th, pretty much any of those old slasher flicks. Um, and whatever's on TV, anything with more than four movies. (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much, Friday the Thirteenth, gotcha. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'll even Halloween. do some Hellraiser. Yeah, uh, some of the, you know, those those Does, older. I've never seen Hellraiser. Doesn't Hellraiser get kind of like sci-fi after the second one or something? Yeah, and it's it's a little weird. I always end up not finishing the movie when I start it, so like, right. I probably shouldn't put that in the category. But it is always on during the month of. <laughs> Halloween, so things happen, you know. Yeah, what about you though? What's what's your favorite Halloween thing to get into, movie or something? Oh, I just like to oh, watch my. Mi- I, I will say the Misfits. I do like listening to the Misfits during Halloween because they're oh. kind of a Halloween themed band. Sorry, uh, right? <laughs> just throw that in there. Just listening to them today. <laughs> um, I just like to watch my wife decorate for Halloween. It's like her favorite holiday. Uh, ever since she was a kid. So my house is just full of Halloween stuff immediately uh, once like mid-September hits or, you know, okay. th- the start of the second week in September. So like yeah. she's got ghosts and skeletons and witches and stuff all up over the entire house. There's spider webs. There's, you know, orange and black lights and green lights and glowing pumpkins everywhere. And it's like it's like being a kid for me every year again because she makes it all like you know halloweeny and um her and her mother love watching hocus pocus and i saw earlier today they were watching the uh uh olsen twins one of the olsen twins halloween movies from back in the day um cbs all access just added like a bunch of old nickelodeon shows like all that and stuff from the nice. 90s, like a bunch of old Nickelodeon. So we watched a bunch of Halloween episodes last night, actually, after you and I did the Mandalorian Season 2 Episode 1 recap, which you can find at twistmyarmpodcast.com. Um, <laughs> and it was for the Movement Podcast. Don't just so we're, you know, we were covering. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, so it for me, it's just like Halloween every year. It the tradition is get ready to feel like a little kid because for our house, Halloween is like Christmas. You know, there's there's actually literally a Halloween tree out in the living room um, that's lit. You know, it's a black tree lit with orange lights. It's got Halloween ornaments on it. That's it's, cool. It's very cool. We've got you I know like banners that. throughout the, the house. There's ghosts everywhere. It's um, we. I yeah, got an update. I see right behind the you candy. the little pumpkin guy oh, yeah, hanging the on the wall. Guy. There's a witch in the corner. Oh we yeah. Updated the the lamp to match the ceiling light so I could have Halloween coloring everywhere. Um, <laughs> we've got candles. I got an update from the wife on the candy outside. It looks like it was successful. All the kids have emptied my candy bowl. Nice. Um, that's the most trick or treaters that we've ever had. Uh, so we're we're really excited. We like this neighborhood a lot. It did, oh, this is your first Halloween in this house too, right? Yes, it in this is. place. So it's a lot, yeah. and it's yours is a lot. It's by like a school, by a cluster of schools too. So that yeah, there are th- there are three or four schools within like a mile of us. So there's a lot yeah. of kids here, and we that was why we put candy out because we're like I think even if most kids aren't going out there are probably some kids going out you know or there's yeah. teenagers driving around going screw it let's get the candy so yeah either way yep. you know power to them so um yeah i i i really by proxy i really like halloween just because i get to see her kick into halloween mode i mean we've made she does on her instagram um she does 31 days of Halloween photos for October, right? Okay. So, I mean, I'm talking different costumes, matching costumes for her and my daughter, uh, <laughs> cookies that we made and decorated, cupcakes that we made and decorated, um, Halloween-themed pizza that's shaped like a pumpkin, Halloween everything. I mean, we got tablecloth. We carved pumpkins. There's lights. There, We got, like, a, a bale of hay and some leaves, and we created a pumpkin patch, like... Halloween is this woman's jam, and she yeah. does it well. She's like she knows a professional. How to so do Halloween for yeah. So for me, it's just a treat to be there for it, you know. And it's like yeah. it's like living at the carnival. Like it's awesome. <laughs> like, this Michael Myers mask is one of like fifteen different costumes in my house right now. So it's like you know, and it's just stuff that she gets a little bit of it every year, and builds it up and builds it up. I'm like, I wonder a little what bit she's going to decorate. Yeah, what she's going to put up this year. And it's like, the answer is all of it. And I don't know how she does it because it, none of it feels like gaudy or, you know, overdone. It's just like, this is a solid Halloween house. You know, when my daughter is old enough to appreciate it, her friends are going to be jealous of our house around right. any holiday, but in particular Halloween. So I'm right. I, I just love the whole month of October. So I'm really excited. Um, and I know it's coming to an end, you know, and there'll be Christmas music at every retail establishment in the world starting in like two hours. But I really, I really enjoy Halloween at my house, but there's no particular specific tradition for me other than stand back and watch her go. (laughs) Sure. Sure. That's cool though. I mean, you get, you get kind of a, an extreme version of Halloween for sure. You know, us, us peasants just watch movies. You get to like live Halloween for an entire month, which is pretty cool. It is very cool. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Yeah. Um, well let's, uh, man, we've been talking about Halloween for a while. So let's, let's wrap this thing up. Huh? I do want to thank. Yeah. I want to thank everyone for watching and hanging out with us. Um, thanks to those who gave us their stories um, we had a good time chatting about creepy things today. Um, 
tomorrow, 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 tomorrow is going to be the first ever Scooters Fresh Creations episode. Um, barring any crazy technical difficulties, <laughs> for some reason, this show has just had the most t- technical difficulties that I've ever come in contact with. I don't know. It's crazy. So hopefully nothing happens. Fingers crossed. I have things planned out to where I have backup plans for my backup plans. So I am ready for it to happen. Um, Josh, do you remember that uh, you need to set your clock back tonight, right? Yeah. Thank God I have an iPhone because it'll do it for me. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, But yes. uh, So yeah, tomorrow scooters, fresh creations. Um, It'll be around the same time, seven 30, maybe, seven a little earlier i know we're we're cooking dinner so don't want it to be too late but um yeah come join us for that like us on all of your social media platforms um and find us anywhere podcasts are heard um like i said i am working on the amazon music and podcasts thing now if it's not already up there it should be soon um, you can visit us at twistmarmpodcast.com for all of the latest updates and episodes and videos, including the Mandalorian season two, episode one review and breakdown. You can find that at twistmarmpodcast.com. If you'd like, you can also send us a message um, telling us how much we suck, or if you'd want to come on the show and talk with us about your ghost stories. I mean, obviously, you can't do it now, but any other show we have, you can come chat with us uh no, just I'd send say us they an email still come on if they want to have if they want to come on and talk about ghost stories that's fine it might not air right away but come on yeah we could do a nightmare before christmas episode and it would be go like the, the yeah, second we could do that second ghost stories episode i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion but i don't care about that movie at all me either it's fine okay you're good, good. i've only seen it once and i don't really remember much of it so <laughs> i'm yeah it's fine hate us ah! But <laughs> definitely leave us a message and let us know that we should watch Nightmare Before Christmas uh, at twistmarmpodcast.com. How, what else we got? What else we got? 508-93-TWIST is where you call us and leave voicemails if you don't want to type. Um, it's a little <laughs> easier to, to leave a voicemail. Um, yeah. If you're in a band, I'm starting a new... Um, it, we went from living room sessions to the barroom blitz. Now it's going to be the basement sessions. So I'm going to be starting that back up here in December and I'm looking for bands to come on the show. I have everything you need. I just need you. So hit me up, twist my arm podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you are in a band or if you would just like to be on the show, hit us up. Um, thank you all again for watching next episode of TMA is going to be on November 12th, I believe. Um, it's it's National Write a Novel Month in <laughs> November. Isn't isn't that what you were telling me? It is. They call it Nano Remo online for short, uh, but it is Nano Remo. Okay, thank you for educating me. So, uh, you're welcome. But with that being said, that we have far. a couple authors coming on the show. I'm very excited to have. Um, we have Marissa Allen coming on November 12th to talk about her book that was just published last week. It's called Born Royal. You can find it on Amazon. Two ninety nine on Kindle, fourteen ninety nine on paperback. So it's a very easy read. Uh, check it out and come hang out with us when we talk to Marissa about that book. And then, Jesse, you said you possibly have a writer coming on as well, right? 
Uh, we do. There's uh, an independent writer uh, that I'm I'm still uh, having some talks with uh, out of CSU, and uh, they sent me a short story, and we're working on uh, finding a time for that person to get an interview in. Um, <clears throat> I'm also working on uh, another project with uh, our friend Bree um, called Seasons Within that is almost got its first episode done um that'll be out probably about the same time as the next episode of twist my arm it'll be first maybe second week of november um so if you want to try something new from the twist my arm network it's very different from the other stuff that we have uh but just subscribe to twist my arm and it'll show up in that feed uh or if you're subscribed to movement or fruit uh scooters fresh creations it'll show up all in the same feed um so keep There's your eye different out for that. folders you just gotta find the folder yep Keep your eye out for that, and um, there will be a um, an email soon that you can use to uh, help interact and make that show as well. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and yes, we will have at least two authors for National Novel Writing Month. If you are an author, or if you write a lot, if you contribute somewhere, or if you even have a personal blog where you write, if you if writing is an interest of yours. Um, Go ahead and contact us at twistmyarmpodcast.com or Facebook or wherever it is that you'd like because we would really like to hear from you. We think it would be really cool if we could get three or four authors, one for each week in November because it's the whole novel writing month. We could have a whole novel writing month of shows. Um, so we think that would be really cool. So definitely keep your ears out. There's going to there's be a lot of stuff coming from the Twist My Arm Network in the, in the coming weeks. I mean, we've got there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Three, four, five different shows all happening, yeah. being produced at the same time, you know, and different times. So it's, you know, there's a lot here. And if you if there's something here um, that you like, I bet there's something else here that you like because it's mostly yeah. made by the same people. But it's all with the same spirit, which is yep. we just want to talk to you. We want to tell your stories. We want to tell our stories. And honestly, we love you. Indeed. Um, geez, speaking of that, speaking of all the episodes, we got the Mandalorian uh, reaction episode every Friday night as well. Um, that was a lot of fun, and I definitely will be continuing that as the season goes on every Friday night around 10, 10.30, something like that. Um, seems to be a good time so everyone can watch the show. But Anyway, keep your eyes peeled for all the new stuff coming. Um, we're very excited to to get it to you and uh, we thank you all so much for continuing to support us so thank you again for listening and watching this week's episode of the twist modern podcast my name is josh my name is jesse try to be cool to each other and we will talk at you very soon Bye.